0: Welcome to the Supplement Engineer Podcast. My name is Robert Chesky. Joining me, the product specialist for Axe and Sledge Supplements, Ms. Heather Miss Heather Jacques. Hey Heather, how are you doing?
1: Good. How are you? I just want to say um, before we get started, thank you for having me on the show. Uh, I've been listening to you for I don't even know how many years. Like you said, when I uh, <laughs> when I got into supplements and I started like I started listening to you and Justin Hall when you used to do a podcast together, and I just yeah. remember thinking like, Hey, one of these days I'm going to be more into the industry and more like hopefully working for a brand, and it was like learning from you guys really helped because you and Justin, you know, your banter and stuff like, but you're very knowledgeable. So it was like a fun mix of like entertainment education. So just want to say, I appreciate you having me on the show because I know you've had so many other phenomenal like, guests and, and people like that on your show, like, you know, renowned, renowned people in the industry. So it's, it's definitely an honor to be here.
0: Yeah. I appreciate you joining us. And yeah, it's a, uh, thank you. For the the kind words too, it's kind of weird. I just feel like the this big eyed nerd that kind of just rambles on these podcasts and just kind of spits out a whole bunch of useless information that I'm sure four and a half people like to listen to. So thank you yeah. for being one of the four and a half people that listen to this. So uh, you know I appreciate it and any kind of beneficial impact we can have on the industry through our, our ramblings, it's uh it's nice, uh mm-hmm. it's encouraging that we you know something comes from from my love and, and nerdiness of all this stuff. No, mm-hmm. so, no, for sure. Um, I Oh go ahead. Yeah. Let's uh let's get your backstory because anytime we have a first time guest, I like to get their backstory. And so we were talking a little bit before we fired up the podcast engine. Um so how did you we have we have some shared history in the industry with our our work path. So how did you get into this and you know how were how did you, that evolve to your present day with Accent and Sludge?
1: Yeah, I'll start from the beginning because it's kind of a long story, but I'll keep it as brief as I can. Um when i when i was in high school i was a i was just an athlete i loved playing basketball running Mm cross-country um running track like those are the cross-country and track were my two main sports because i just was i guess good at them pretty decent enough to get a you know a scholarship to run in in college and whatnot um and i started where did you go um so i started out going to college at davenport university which is in grand Mm -hmm. rapids um it's a smaller school it's private it's more of a business school um but they did have a cross-country team and i got some other offers um and, but we'll get to this, but as I was going there, I only did one semester there before I realized like, Hey, I need to focus on my education. And this still feels like high school to me. Like college sports wasn't really giving me what I thought it would give me, I guess. And, you know, running became a job and I didn't, I started to not like it. Um, so that's when I made the transition to a different school, which is a little bit more well-known it's grand Valley state university. Um, that's also out of grand Rapids. So similar areas, just a little bit different, you know, schools and, and, you know, they offer, they have a lot more offerings at Grand Valley State University than they do at Davenport, like I said, Mm -hmm. business school. And I just wasn't super interested in like doing that. I, I was more of a anatomy physiology nerd. I love, you know, exercise science and that's what I was really passionate about. And also as I was running, I got into the gym and started lifting weights. And I actually went to this, like, I lived in Trevor city, Michigan, which is Mm -hmm. a, you know, a smaller town in Northern Michigan, but It was they had this old school bodybuilding gym there. And I didn't realize at the time how lucky I was to lift there because they had everything you could possibly imagine. Like it was these two guys, like it was started by two brothers. um, and they just loved, they had a passion for bodybuilding. They know how to pick out, you know, the best equipment and it was just a good atmosphere. And it's something that I feel like a lot of gyms are missing nowadays, especially with the commercial kind of gyms and and things like that. Like you find them. Like I know around Austin, there's a ton of really cool gyms to check out. Yeah, um, but there, that was kind of the hub and that's where I fell into, you know, learning about bodybuilding and learning about, you know, lifting weights. And I just got, you know, so I remember going to the Arnold for the first time in 2015 and just, that was one, that was my senior year of high school. And I was just like, wow, like there's actually people like me out there. Cause where I'm from lifting wasn't really a thing. Like, yeah, those guys lifted, but like, unless you went to that gym, like my high school friends, they're all runners, no one lifted weights. It was like kind of weird. And especially the bodybuilding scene, like you didn't see that up there. It was, it was pretty rare. Um, but I got, I just fell you know, straight into it because I found out, and I think a lot of, a lot of athletes do this is they find out they love training more than they love competing. Mm-hmm. Um, because although running was fun, I love just doing five K's on the weekend or doing half marathons. And it was more of a, like, Hey, let's just finish this. Let's not try to kill ourselves and get a certain time. Like, of course that's fun, but it's like, you know, it's not always the best on your body and, and, you know, the most fun to do every weekend. But right. so I got heavily into you know sports and athletics and end up getting a scholarship to go to college and I, that was like my dream at the at the time. You know coming from a small town, I I graduated 45 people, so it's like there's not much you know. Yeah, there's not much out there, and so getting a, a scholarship to go to college was like big for me. I was like, this is my dream. Ever since mm-hmm. I was a little you know little girl just playing basketball. Um, too too bad I'm not very tall, so basketball didn't really work out, but. <laughs> um yeah so that was cool and I ended up running there and like I said I I tore my hamstring um my freshman year so that really hampered my you know running abilities because I was like now I'm hurt now I can't run because I was supposed to do you know cross country in the fall indoor track and outdoor track so it's supposed to be an all you know all year long kind of thing and I just was like man this feels like high school to me it doesn't feel like college like and I don't really want this degree and I'm spending all this money because obviously it was a even though I got a scholarship, it wasn't a full ride or anything. And right. it was a private school. So really expensive, obviously. Um, so that's when I was like, you know what? I kind of want to do extra science or athletic training. And I know Grand Valley had a really good program. Like mm-hmm. it was pretty well known. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to switch. And what's funny is at the time I switched over and fortunately I got in. So now athletic training is a master's degree. Like you have to get your master's. Whereas at Grand Valley, they offered as a bachelor's. Okay. So I ended up getting the last class to be a bachelor. So if you got accepted into the program, so it almost was like a master's because you had to do two years of prereqs, and -hmm. then you had to apply and do all this stuff to get accepted into the program. And they only accepted like eleven people. So I ended up getting in, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome!" Because I don't have to do a master's, even though down the road we'll do this. But I decided to do a master's. Um, So ended up doing that. It was a lot of fun because I got to work with a bunch of different sports teams, um, and I got to learn a whole lot about the, the human body and. And the career right like you find out, mm-hmm. like wow this looks cool but on the outside like like unless you work at a college like a lot of athletic trainers are overworked they're underpaid um yeah. there's a lot of downsides to that career and you don't really know that until you're in it and you're like okay either you stay here and you be athletic trainer or you move on mm-hmm. right um so i ended up graduating from there this whole time throughout college i was still lifting weights um still going to the gym almost every day and also learning more about supplements just on my own right because you know, you and I both know there's no degree for supplements, right? right. Like exercise physiology does help and anatomy physiology does help because it helps you understand like, like my, my degree was very heavy on the research side of things. So I had to write a ton mm-hmm. of papers, read a lot of articles, although it was mainly like about athletic training versus, you know, like supplements. It was still about athletic performance and things like that. Right. Um, so I did pretty well in college. It was a very tough program. Like I said, I had clinicals. I worked with the football team. I worked with, um, a lacrosse team, you know, high schools, like cool. we had a bunch of different things we had to do. Yeah. And I finished that and I actually ended up getting a graduate assistant position at um, Northern Michigan university, which is in the UP. Mm-hmm. Um, and that entailed, uh, they'll essentially pay for my master's if you work for the college. So I was going to work in the clinic and also be a, a teacher, assistant teacher. Right. Yeah. Um, so I ended up going up there and it was probably five or six hours from where I'm from. And if you think Trevor city is not very populated, Northern Michigan's not populated at all it's oh like yeah a- that, that upper
0: span right there yeah
1: yeah it's a college town so there's the winters are brutal like super super brutal um so when i was doing my master's there i was going to do a master's in uh exercise science and my goal was to become either a co- collegiate um you know athletic trainer or a you know collegiate strength and conditioning coach like something like that
0: mm-hmm. or
1: even go on to get my phd and become a teacher because at this point what's funny is that in high school i hated school i was like i'm only here to run and do sports, and then yeah. as I became, you know, I, I progressed in college. I became more of a nerd, and I was like, I just love to learn. Like it was a, it was a big switch for me. Yeah. Um. So in college, I ended up getting a 4.0 during my, my first semester. There it was actually the best I've ever done. awesome And then uh, I saw PricePile because I've been following them right on Instagram because mm-hmm. you know I'm a supplement nerd and I like how they put out information and reviews and all that stuff. And uh, they put out a, you know, a. a I think it was just a posting. Hey, we need a writer. We need like a content writer and they're going to offer, you know, X amount of dollars per year. And I was like doing the numbers. I was like, you know what? Athletic trainers make about that much. So if I can do that and I Mm -hmm. don't have to, you know, continue, not that I didn't love school. I just, there was like, you know, school always be there, I think. Mm -hmm. And I applied not thinking anything. Right. I applied thinking there's no way they're going to reach out to me. I'm just like some, I remember sending in like papers from my school. Because, like, that's all I had in terms of co- content, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they ended up calling me. I think it was Mike, of course, um, and offering me a job. And I was like, okay, well, at first it was kind of like a part – not like part-time, but, like, you know, you get paid X amount of years. But it wasn't like a full-time, like you're right. a 401k employee, whatever. Yeah. Um, so I ended up doing that. And I was you know what? I'll finish school, and I'll do this job on the side. Mm-hmm. And between doing my master's, between, you know, doing um, – the graduate assistant position and writing for price. I was like, dude, this is just too much. Like I can't do all of this at one time, even if I like really, I mean, I probably could have, if I really pushed myself, but Mm -hmm. I just, I decided to make the leap. My mom was supportive of it. So I did it. And then that's when I started writing for them and getting more into the industry. Um, and you know, I wrote for them for a while. I actually ended up dropping out of school, went back to, um, my hometown, which is Trevor city. And then I actually, my home life wasn't good at the time. Um, that's a l that's another story, but I ended up deciding to move to Texas because I was like, you know what? I can live wherever because this is a remote position. Yep. And I'm taking on more responsibilities. And I know like it was pretty much like, hey, you'll be a full time employee, you get a raise view, you, you know, if you want to move down here, we'll make videos, content. Kind of like what you, you know, went through as yep. well. Um, so I started taking on the role of like not only writing all the articles, but like scheduling content, you know, doing a little bit more videos, getting a little bit more known. Yep. Um so I actually moved down there, didn't really work out there because I was kind of unhappy not being by my family. So moved back and it was a better situation because, uh, you know, mm-hmm. we moved out of, we moved into my mom's house. So it was a little bit better for me. So I ended up living there. And then as I was living there, um, Axe and Sledge is a brand we started working with right through PricePile, And it was a big account for us because I don't think PricePile they may have done some content with them in the beginning, but we, they just never really was like a consistent relationship. Yeah. um so we started doing that and i started having phone calls with like at the time mike and pat you know two of the owners mm-hmm. most people know seth ferosi because he's the face of the brand yeah. um there's also another owner uh robert or bobby i call him um and he's like the, he does the iron mans and all these different triathlons so he's actually another owner as well but so we started talking to mike and pat and then they kind of recruited me and they said hey you know you're doing really great work for price club but like why don't you just come do it for us and i was like you know what I never saw, like, I don't want to say, I don't, like, I had no, nothing bad to say about price, but, but I never saw that being the long-term, I'm going to stay here forever kind of job. It was more yeah. of, like, my goal was to get into the industry, to start helping with formulations, products, you know, still doing a ton of writing, but, like, I knew what my goal was, and that's what it was. So I ended up uh, deciding to leave, and that was, like, February of 2021, I think. And I worked from, I worked from home for about a month. And then I actually moved to Pittsburgh, which I've actually never even visited before in my life. So I just made the leap. You know, they threw me out for a week yeah. and, and at some point and like had me like check it out. And uh, luckily I got my supervisor's townhouse he was moving out of because there wasn't really a lot of apartments available, but I ended up getting that. And now, fast forward and now, I'm pretty much leading on for, you know, obviously we, it's a it's collaborative effort, but I'm pretty mm-hmm. much leading on the formulation side of things. Like I started out just doing, you know, blogs for the site, doing the copyright for obviously the web pages. You know, stuff like you probably do on the side as well for some brands. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I started to get into, like, you know, working with our manufacturers, you know, talking to them on a pretty much daily basis, going visiting them, um, just really diving more deeper into the ins and outs of a company and the way this industry is. It's it's very interesting to me, and it's a side of things like I've always want to learn more about, you know, the manufacturing, the flavoring, you know, how Mm -hmm. ingredients work, how supply works, right? Because at that time, it was a supply chain nightmare. It was like, oh, you're getting the industry now. You're gonna have fun formulating because everything's how much money, you know?
0: Yeah, you gotta um, wait a year and a half to get a creatine restock.
1: Right? Yeah, and I remember, I remember formulating a few products, and I was like, I like get the, I know I'm like super excited because it's like a packed out formula, and then I get the price quote, and I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna work. You know what I mean? Because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's the dream to be able to. I know you guys talk about it a lot on your other podcasts of like, you know, doing all these like stacked formulas, and and I, you know, I give credit to a lot of brands. I mean, there's some. That I know it's an expensive formula and they still do it and you know you're trying to you know battle with the supply chain issue and still get the prices to be because you know at the end of the day like there's not many consumers out there who's going to buy a $70 pre-workout like you know there's just not um so it was an it was a challenging time I think there's kind of light at the end of the tunnel like things are looking better Mm -hmm. um but you know it's a big learning curve for me because that's something that listen, this is all self-taught, right? Like, I don't know, you know, and all of a sudden I felt like a newbie again because I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about, you know, prices and supply chain and like all of these things that you have to think about and consider. Um, And especially when you're even looking at reformulating products that have been your number one sellers. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, it needs to be better, but how does it need to be almost the same price that is it now? It's like, that's where it becomes challenging, but it's been a lot of fun and I'm I'm super grateful to be in the position I am now and, and looking forward, it's just, it's exciting to me because every time we launch a product, it's like you get the feedback, and of course, it's not always positive. But it's like to yeah. see like you you launch a product and have it be successful and get great reviews or or whatever it is. Like it's very like rewarding for me um, to do that. But it's funny because you work out a formula like a year, and it doesn't come out till you know X amount of months later. You're like, man, that took a long time, and we're not even I'm not even thinking about that anymore. You know, so it's it's fun though. Um, and we also own, if you didn't know, we have excellent Supplements. We have All American Roughneck which is an apparel mm-hmm. brand. So those two brands are both rapidly growing. So it's kind of like a push and pull of like, what brand are we focusing on now? Because it's like, I don't do anything with AR except for maybe help out with shipping sometimes. Cause when they have releases, yeah. but as a team, the owners have to deal with balancing those two. And mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like just making everything work, but it's yeah. great. Cause I think our community is super strong, um, which makes things fun because then like everyone's supporting each other and everyone's excited about things and, you know, stuff like that, so.
0: Yeah, excellent. There's a, there's a lot of things I want to go with first. I, I'm going to go, I'm going to go kind of differently. We'll, we'll get back to the ingredient and the formulation stuff in a second, but from, from your experience and your view of the brand and where the, the access you've had to the meetings, and where you think you might be going forward, a lot of times when brands start small and they have a rapid growth and success, kind of like Axe and Sledge's head. Mm-hmm. They start off in, dial down into like a particular niche. Like they're this hardcore company and then they gravitate mm-hmm. more towards the mainstream and their, their products not necessarily get watered down, but they just like think about the old like Cellular core and muscle tech stuff or Redcon when it first came out and to where those things are now. It's, it's almost like two different companies kind of thing. So where mm-hmm. their initial demographic, what got them there is not what's going to keep moving them forward. And they're, that same consumer demographic is not going to be that way. But given Seth's kind of, you know, ethos and the way he likes to run things and the, the way, you know, Mike and Pat used to be when Pat was with the company. And I've never met Bobby, but, you know, those three I actually have met before and talked with them. Mm-hmm. What's your perception of the company and how kind of the way it's the path forward? Do you see it kind of going on that trajectory? Hey, we're getting bigger. We need to appeal to the masses more. Are we going to kind of stay dialed into our like, woo let's kick-ass American kind of lifestyle?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's like, we still want to stay true to our community and our brand and our beginning, but mm-hmm. it is what, like you just said, we do want to reach more people. And I think the way we're moving, like, I don't know if you've really followed our brand much, but we've, mm-hmm. you know, we've launched more like mainstream products, like reds and greens and vegan yeah. proteins. And I always laugh because I think like, if you asked that a year ago, if you launched, if you would ever <laughs> launch a vegan protein, you'd probably say no. Um, yeah. but I think it's starting to realize that um and especially with with seth and his health and his his past history too is that i think the health market um has really been missed out on you know what i mean like there's certain brands like revive md and and certain brands that really tackled that well um and i think that's where we're moving to because we do cater to a lot of bodybuilders a lot of elite athletes we just signed missy truscott Mm -hmm. she's fitness miss olympia you know but at the same time it's like and this is something i think most people have matured on like in the beginning of my supplement you know, journey. I just focused on pre-workouts and proteins. I didn't care about anything else. And now I'm like, what about the multis? What about the omegas? What about, you know, electrolytes and greens and resin all these things that actually make a huge impact on the way you feel and perform and look and all of those things. And I think that's what we started to realize as a company is like, where do we go from here? Because we have a pretty solid sports nutrition line, although we are looking to improve that as well. Um, But what new products can we bring to the market? And that's what we're looking into next year, doing a lot more health and wellness products um, that are, And I hope to be like, you know, some of the best on the market in terms of formulations as well. Cause I do want to stay true to, you know, transparent labels and efficacious ingredients and good dosages and things like that. Because, um, at the end of the day, you know, I'm a consumer. I don't want to put something in my body that I think isn't going to work. And, you know, I, you know, I study this stuff a ton. So when I see something launch and I'm like, man, that's just not, that's just not what I want it to be. It's like, that's where I like to like tweak things and make them better because at the end of the day, we, you know, you're really into the research more than even I am. There's new ingredients coming out all the time. Um, and there's new formulas and new things. And it's like trying to keep up with that market. Because I think in the beginning, like, obviously, Axisled started about four years ago. They mm-hmm. did set the stage for a lot of the sports um, performance products. Like, if you look at some of the non some that have launched and even the car powders, a lot of them are very similar to ours. And I'm not saying they copied us. Because I hate when people blame people for copying them. Because it's like, yeah. you know what? There's only so many ingredients. And, like, come on. Like, it's just... Yeah.
0: There's certain dosages. There's certain ingredients we're allowed to use. They're popular yeah. ingredients. We're, we're all yeah. going to just have different riffs on them, but they're all going to be pretty much the same.
1: Yeah. Because, and, and at the same time, you never know how long someone's been working on that formula and all of a sudden it launches around the same time and you're like, Oh, it's about the same. It's like, I didn't even see that formula before it launched. And I already had, you know what I mean? Um, exactly. So I don't think that answers your question, but I do see us moving more into the mainstream in terms of like, obviously, you know, we have a few flavor collabs um, that have done extremely well for us, but at the same time, those have never carried our brand. Like, of course, mm-hmm. they're successful and popular, but like, we also have other flavors and things that do just as well. You know, our whiskey cola, for example, um, does extremely well, and we just relaunched that because, you know, the whole Jack Daniels thing. But, uh, you know, I think just Seth has always just stayed true to himself, and you know, he'll never put out a product that he's like, oh, you know, I would never take this, or I would never, you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't take everything we have, but it's like at the same time, it it resembles him and his, you know, his beliefs, you know what I mean? In his mm-hmm. community. So, and we also want feedback from the, our audience. So I ask people all the time, whether it's our athletes, whether it's our demo crew, like, Hey, what do you guys want to see from us? What are you taking right now from another company? Cause I'm not dumb. I don't, I don't, I don't believe our athletes are only taking our supplements, you know? Right. I'm like, Hey, what are you taking now that maybe we could take and make better? And I don't want to say copy, but I mean, there's so many categories we haven't been into, you know, you look at brands, like core and Nutribio who have lines that it's like, dude, what are you going to launch next year? Cause you have so much, you know, it's like, yeah. and eventually you probably get to that point, but it's like, I also think that, like we just said, I mean, you can reformulate make things better all the time. And I think it's just a matter of like, you know, balancing all of that um, and launching new stuff and new flavors, things like that. So cool.
0: Um, yeah. about the, I remember when the whiskey cola label first dropped. It was I think it came across when Justin and I were doing one of our sessions. And I just mm-hmm. thought, and him and I are both bourbon and whiskey aficionados as, as the listeners and you know. And I just thought that's awesome. But I'm wondering is does Jack Daniels give enough of a crap about dietary supplement industry in general? Or can like they're the most popular selling whiskey in the world. So yeah. if they see a supplement that just kind of has a logo that is kind of familiar to theirs, are they going to do anything about it? And so like obviously they may have them, but they may not have. I don't know if you can even, uh, you know, get into that, or you want to get into that. But the brand is re, you know, the the look of the whiskey cola has changed, and I, I need to try that. And I, I still need. Oh to yeah, try we'll it. have
1: to. Yeah, it's it's something that obviously they reached out and they're like, "Hey, you know, this looks way too close to our bottle." You know, it was you yeah. know just an so you know, email. I wasn't actually here at the time, um, but yeah. I didn't know about it. And I think it's pretty. I guess the curls, you know, when you have like around the label, I guess they mm-hmm. patented those. So you can't oh, copy. Okay. So I guess there were certain elements and you know, they were, uh, it'd have been cool if they did a collab with us or something, cause that would have been awesome, but it just yeah. didn't work out. So we ended up rebranding and honestly, now I like the new branding more. Um, I think it fits our, our brand more. I think it's a little bit more eye catching. Um, it's got that black and gold and I think it's just a more premium feel um, to it. So the flavor's still the same, but you know, just a different logo, different, different branding and stuff like that. But yeah, it's
0: so cool. That's curious. That's what, uh, yeah there we go so, yeah. and obviously and having then, it in
1: three different products is pretty funny because then people can stack them or whatever and you know it's just it's something that's pretty big
0: yeah and i've always liked the names of the stuff y'all have come up with too unicorn blood i just it, it's mm-hmm. fun things like that shark bite uh very clever on the, the you know, only
1: the- i would say the only issue with that is like how many questions we get on like hey what is you know what does shark bite taste like it's like Oh, I wish we had the flavor name on there somewhere, you know? Or <laughs> yeah, processes are appreciate- or something. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, getting into the formulation side of things now. Uh, you mentioned the Reds product earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. That was
0: something Gerhard and I had kind of talked about previously. Um, I guess walk us through your mindset of going through that.
1: Uh, let me pull it up. I think, Um. so... I've tried a lot of reds and greens myself, um, experimenting with. And obviously, we st- we already had a greens product. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody knows First Forms Opti Reds and Opti Greens. And I don't want to, like, shit on that product by any means. It's one of the most top selling, for especially for that brand. I mean, they're globally renowned, you know, brand. So they do really well with that. So what I wanted to do was make it fully transparent, you know, put in – I wanted this to be a performance-based reds. So essentially, like, you get your fruits, you get your antioxidants, your nutrients, but you also get things that help with performance and recovery. That was like my main goal. I wanted this to be kind of like a hybrid sports performance and health and wellness product. So mm-hmm. that's why you see things in here like the Vita Cherry Sport, like the, you know, the Beetroot and the Synactive and things like that. And we also right. kind of wanted to, um, I guess, like, you know, like make it kind of go well with our greens. So our greens already had, you know, like probiotics, even though this one has probiotics as well. Um, but we wanted to put prebiotics in there. So that's why we use the fibrous. I think, mm-hmm. I believe we are the first at least sports nutrition brand to use fibrous in a product. Um, right. So that's kind of where that went. And I didn't, I know a lot of brands do the reds and greens together um, in a supplement. And I'm just not mm-hmm. the biggest fan of that. Cause I just don't feel like you're getting enough of either one. And I know it is probably a little bit more expensive for people to, you know, do buy both of them. But then at the end of the day, you're getting, I guess, better dosages and like goes back to like, you know, the quality of the formula. I wanted this to just be like a powerhouse reds product. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's probably why, you know, it's doing well. And I really enjoy it. I actually take it post-workout um, as like a recovery product to help with blood flow and, you know, get more nutrients, stuff like that. And then synactum I've always been a fan of. I've always wanted to use that ingredient. Um, I've been experimenting with it because I know like, you know, Gerhard is, he works for New Life Science now. And um, I've always been a huge fan of that ingredient. And I felt like because that's supposed to be taken daily, it almost does well in a reds because like you're taking it daily, right? It's not just going to be in a pre-workout and it helps with, you know, muscle regeneration, you know, atp regeneration um so that's what i wanted this to be and also i think it tastes pretty great for being a naturally sweetened product because it's it tastes like a juice to me you know it's not like and it also it does mix really well with the greens too so it was kind of like it just made sense for us um to do that and i like i said this is another one where i put out the you know i did the formula sent it out and got the price back and i was like this is one expensive product like for being (laughs) a red this thing is you know it's expensive so Cause you know, we have the phyto serve in there, which is actually equal 150 is two servings of fruit in terms of phytonutrient mm-hmm. content. Um, so those ingredients really added up. And then uh, the Digestive super is a pretty cool ingredient cause it's, you know, a combination of digestive enzymes plus. So another goal of mine with this product I didn't mention, obviously a lot of people stack reds and greens together, but mm-hmm. I want to make this product so good that you could just take it on its own and you didn't really need the greens if you didn't want them. So it wasn't like a, hey, you guys have to stack these two. It's like, hey, if you guys want, a more performance-based supplement, like, here you go. But if you just want mm-hmm. the greens, you can get the greens. Like, it's not, you know, obviously we do pitch them together, but it's never going to be like, oh, you have to take this one as well as this one. Because I, I, as a consumer, I don't really like that when one's underdosed and the other one's, and then you stack them and it's like, yeah, but I just want one product, you know? Yeah. Um, so to me, I think reds, and I even talked to Joey from Glaxon about this. I think reds are honestly more beneficial than greens um, mm-hmm. for a lot of different reasons. And especially when you're doing, like, great doses of, certain ingredients. Um, obviously it's all about the formulation, but I do think there's a ton of benefits to, um, reds powders depending on how they're made.
0: Yeah. And I would agree with that. And just from the, the, I don't want to phrase this from the research side of things, far more research, I feel like has been done on pomegranate extracts, cranberry powders, blueberry extracts, Mm -hmm. than all the common greens that we see. In greens, formula. So, yeah, spiruline is probably the only one that's got a considerable amount of data mm-hmm. behind it. And so mm-hmm. I, I can make see that being that, you know, some of the mushroom extracts, that makes sense. But I mean, broccoli, you know, four and a half milligrams of broccoli powder, four and a half milligrams of spinach, is that conferring any, you know, real world amount of benefit? Sure, we can talk about mm-hmm. polyphenols, antioxidants, some naturally occurring nitrates, maybe, but they're in such trivial amounts. I don't think they're going to do, you know, diddly poo to quote the old new Orleans saints head football coach. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I like this lineup of ingredients, the dosages at them. The question I have for you is you said you like it post-workout for mm-hmm. the ben- for the recovery benefits. Obviously there's a, some research on Vita cherry and some other, you know, tart cherry powders and cherry fruits like that. Um, are you concerned with too many antioxidants post-workout that it may blunt some of those training adaptations?
1: Yeah, no, I, I have heard that argument and I, I think because these are all natural ingredients and they're from mm-hmm. fruit and things like that, yeah. I wouldn't be too worried about it because there's no spectra in here, right? Which is a pretty high, you know, antioxidant. Um, yeah. There's no vitamin C, like crazy doses of vitamin C. Like I think certain things like that, I try to stay away from, mm-hmm. but when, in terms of blood flow and just getting, like I've been taking this, I wasn't, I didn't really intend on taking it post-workout, but I just, I just have been. And yeah. I noticed my recovery has just been so much better. Like, I don't know that's, just, it's probably just me maybe anecdotally noticing that. Um, but like, I just dig legs yesterday and normally I'm sore for a couple days and I ha- I'm i not sore at all today. Um, so I don't know what it is, but I know that from a blood flow pr- perspective, and this is something that Seth us, really believes in, whether it's bro science or not, doesn't really matter. Um, but it's like getting, you know, the blood flow, the nutrients into the muscles as quickly as possible. So I normally take this and then eat my post-workout meal. Um, so, but I have heard the argument. And I, I think there's got to be more research done on that because I don't know if we really know um, cause I know there's even research on NSAIDs about, you know, blocking the inflammatory response and that, yeah. you know, after exercise, it's, it's good to get inflammation, right? Because you want that response, but, right. um, right. you know, at the end of the day, I'm not trying to be a pro bodybuilder. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just want to work out, yeah. feel good. Um, and this, this is something that's been helping me a ton. And, you know, people make the argument too for that, but it's like, then why is your pre-workout have X amount of vitamin C for the nitrates then? You know what I mean? Like there's certain things that you just doesn't yeah. make sense. And I don't think everybody you know, you see, you see some pretty jacked bodybuilders that are taking whatever they don't know, you know, they don't know anything about supplements. And it's like, right. they're just taking whatever. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't take my multi plus this after I train things like that, but I do try to, cause I work out at night. I try right. to take something like this and then also take some other ingredients to help me calm down. Cause I don't want to be up all night. So right. you know, I do a non-stim pre-workout, I do theanine, I do ashwagandha things to help me kind of calm down after the training. Cause I do think above all else, the nutrition, the sleep, the training is probably the most important things, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that. And to the, to the point about, you're right about the NSAIDs. I think, I don't know if it was two or three years ago now, they had a, they did a meta-analysis that came out on antioxidants in and around the workout. Mm-hmm. And like hypertrophy seems to be the the metric that is least affected by yeah. the antioxidant supplementation. Power generation, I think um, strength may suffer more, but as far from like the aesthetic standpoint, you, you're pretty fine from yeah. with everything. And, I
1: mean, I'm all for optimizing, but yeah. I think there's certain nuances, especially with the research. And this is something I learned from my college degree, not even that I did my master's, but number one, there's publication biases. So if they don't find anything, they probably won't get published. They only like to publish, you know, significant results. Yeah. Um, so I think you got to take it with a grain of salt, everything you read. And I know you, you know this, but like, you know, people love to read headlines. They love to see TikToks and social media posts and everybody you know portraying all these things about whether it's supplements or nutrition or whatever it's like Mm -hmm. everyone wants to have it like be like a cult and like you know it's just like you just have to look further into it and and experiment with yourself because there's inner you know everybody's different and Mm -hmm. just because something works in a certain study under like all these conditions doesn't mean it's going to apply to real life so that's something that kind of gave me a you know bad taste in my mouth in terms of research because i'm like man, you can do this great study and do all this work and then have it never be seen, you know? So, um, I don't know. I do like to read the research and I do like to, you know, take that into consideration, Mm -hmm. but if you're really like an evidence-based practitioner, um, you take into account of the person's preferences, their, you know, their experiences, your own knowledge, and as well as the research. So you don't just focus on, oh, Hey, I'm just going to be the supplement nerd who never works out, never trains, but knows everything. You know what I mean? Like you have to put it into practice and at the end of the day, like that's kind of what it's about, but.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Um, okay. So you headed up the reds. What's one of the other recent ones? Cause there's a couple of products I'd like to get into just to see what the methodology was, but I, you know, they may have been put together before you were. Yeah. Put- and
1: I don't, I don't just so you know, like, I don't really like speaking on products I didn't formulate. Uh, right. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I want to know, make sure I like that. It.
1: I will never, I can never answer cause I didn't do it. But I mean, yeah. since I've been like kind of heading up this area, I've been doing I, pumpies was my first one um, that we launched. So that was a pretty cool one for me because Seth really wanted to do a pump product. Cause to be honest, like there's really not that many on the market. Like there are a few. Um, but this yeah. is something that we wanted to like this product, you know, there's only so much you can do with a pump cap. Right. And, and we didn't really want to use nitrates. Um, nitrates are super effective and I, I am a fan of them for me. They're a little bit almost too effective sometimes because I have low blood pressure. So taking more nitrates makes me feel like crap. Yeah, Um, But I do extremely well with citrulline, nitrocygene, things like that. So we really wanted this to be um, as well-dosed as possible Mm because I'm a big fan of vasodrive, but most of the time it's 254. It's not the 508. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not to say you're not going to get benefits from that because like I said, if the studies are only done on 508, how do you know if 254 is not going to work? You know, like things like that. But um, so we wanted to go with that. So this is one that this is my first product that we released and, Um, We've had really good feedback on before we even launched this. I had so many athletes test it because they're bodybuilders and they know their body. Like they know how they feel. Like they're very conscious of what's going on. And like, if they try something new, you know, they're regimented. Whereas if you're an average Joe who doesn't track their nutrition, doesn't drink water, just likes to hit the gym, you're probably not going to know what's happening, especially with a pump capsule. Right. Because I mean, you're not really feeling like nitroscene has some other cognitive benefits. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you got to know if, if it's going to make a difference in your routine. So we had people stack this with demo day, you know, take it on its own, stack it with hydraulic, things like that. So we wanted this to be like pretty much one of our most stackable products because you can stack it with any of our pre-workouts, um, especially Semi-Gear because Semi-Gear doesn't really have much pump in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously, you know, many of these ingredients, um, but I mean, all of these have been shown to at least support nitric oxide um, synthesis, synthesis in some way. Um, so we tried to hit on some different pathways and our goal was to make it a longer lasting pump. And also, mm-hmm. like, let's say you're going to get on stage. You don't want to take hydraulic because it has the beta alanine and the niacin. It's going to make you all red and, you know, all that stuff and itch. And we wanted this to be like a, you know, pure pump product. And it, it gets confusing because people are like, well, is it better than hydraulic? Is it different than hydraulic? Like, we had to answer so many questions on that level because people don't understand it. Um, and a lot of people do stack it with it. So, yeah, I mean, nitrosine is in hydraulic. But, I mean, if you took – that's why I say, you know, you take three caps of this and then only t- – because it's a five-cap serving, mm-hmm. um, which is another thing that we didn't know how many people would want to take five capsules. But, hey, I mean, it's been selling. It's been doing well. And I think it's – I'm a big fan of Um, I'm not sure, like, how well they do with the, you know, myostatin inhib- inhibition and things like that and yeah. muscle building, But, like I said, they do have some research on supporting nitric oxide th- synthase and, and stuff like that. So – uh, yeah, I don't know if you have any questions about it, but
0: yeah, it just the the capsule size I'm um, that was something I was going to talk to you about, because I've got one client of mine, I put together a formula, he says, don't make it any more than three caps, our demographic will not take more than two or three caps, we've tried doing four, we've tried doing five, these products mm-hmm. never sell so and that's that there is such a limitation with capsules. Um, so which like Mm -hmm. something like nitrosygen and vasodrive are ideally fitted for, but if you're trying to do something like a collagen product and capsule form or joint health, you got to be real, real careful or highly selective. So you either include a bunch of ingredients, but you underdose them, or you've got three ingredients that are fully well-dosed. So at this, and I like to put, you know, at least maybe four to six ingredients in a supplement, unless we're talking something bare bones, like a D3K2 or something like that, Mm -hmm. um,
1: yeah, I, yeah. Think, um, I think not to cut you off, I think this product, though, we knew it was going to be pretty niche. We knew mm-hmm. we weren't targeting the mainstream with this. We knew it was going to be the bodybuilders who, who knows what i They're taking a ton, a ton of stuff in terms of like, you know, you look at some of the health products, like I think it's like a pro complete health. I forgot how many capsules that thing is. Um, yes. But some of those health products are like eight capsules. Or 12 capsules, or or Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Um, so I think because we knew we were targeting a more niche consumer, uh, we were willing to do that. I don't think... I think when we formulate like our liver or a gut or or something like that, we do want to keep it relative, like four to three to four capsules. You know what I mean? Um, but with this, it was like um, I think we were aiming for four capsules, but I think our manufacturer said the nitroastine they had like was pretty fluffy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and that it was just taking up too much space, and so we had to push it to five. And we weren't willing to back down the doses because, like, what else do we lower? I mean, there's nothing. I, you know, I couldn't see lowering any of it. Um, so, yeah. but I mean, it worked, like I said, I think, and also like, you know, it's five capsules, but then we can say like, Hey, if you're taking hydraulic, didn't take two capsules of this or three capsules of this. Like, you know, it's not, you don't have to stack it, but if you are doing, whereas if you take it with seventh gear, you know, do five caps cause it has no pump in it anyway. So if you want more pump, here you go. So yeah, um, hopefully that makes sense. But I think because it was such a niche consumer who's going to buy this product. Yeah, we were, we were for it.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. With your methodology, when you're formulating products, and I guess the, the company line is with it as well, do you try to avoid redundancy or is it to where your consumers, because another client, just this is the way they told me to approach it when I'm, I'm dealing with them, is that, hey, we find that most of our consumers aren't looking for stacked products. So if there's overlap from one, two, or up to three ingredients in a formula, we're okay with that. We don't, they're, if they're buying a pre-workout, you know, if it's okay, if it's got some of the same ingredients in the non-stem version, or if you have a collagen supplement and there's a beauty supplement, chances are they're not going to be buying both of those. So you can use some of the same ingredients if you want to. Whereas mm-hmm. like my natural inclination is to make the entire line stackable to where there's as little redundancies as possible in there. Um, What's your, been your experience so far with you know the axe and sledge user base, and when you and as well as your own personal formulation philosophy?
1: Yeah, it's kind of difficult because like like you said, some of these products I didn't formulate, and I think when they're like especially with hydraulic and an Innocent switch, mm-hmm. when you look at those two formulas, you could tell that they're probably supposed to be stacked. Um, yeah. It's almost a given. Um, whereas when the stuff I've been creating, like I said, I didn't want it to have a ton of redundant. Like obviously, hydraulic does have nitrostan, so does pumpies, um, mm-hmm. but We don't have vasodrive. So I think I try to at least look at ingredients that maybe they're newer, we haven't used yet. They're going to provide a different benefit to the consumer um, that, you know, like this product, like vasodrive AP. Okay. It's a milk based, right? So you do have a milk allergy. So we don't want to put that in a mainstream pre-workout because we don't want people with milk allergies to not be able to take that. Um, So you also have to consider that as well on certain ingredients. Um, But it's hard because like from my personal philosophy, I do like to just buy one supplement and not have to stack it. But I do understand, like the whole like, hey, you can stack it though, and I think that, um, you know, it's it's just all based on the personal, you know, personal user because some people love stacking things, some people just want to get one thing. Um, but yeah, I don't think our pure cuts have the most redundancies, I'd say. But the rest of our line, mm-hmm. there's really not much because every product's pretty unique, um, in that sense, okay. and and different. So, um, but you know, at the same time, if you want to double up on some dosages of maybe a certain ingredient, like. If you, like I say, if you took a full serving of this plus hydraulic, you'd be getting, like, 2.5 grams of trash. Like, it's it's probably not going to be, like, it's not going to harm you. You know what I mean? It's probably just right. going to be better for the pump or whatever. But, um, you know, people, our consumers just love to stack things because they love the flavors. They love to get, like, like, we had the basics line, and that's mm-hmm. just single ingredient stuff. Like, I've seen people be like, oh, I take two scoops of hydraulic, and then I put in two scoops of citrulline. I'm like, dude, you're beating <laughs> a dead horse. Like, you don't really yeah. need that much you know, but hey, I'm not going to stop them. That's, that's something they want to do. So
0: right. I don't know, that's
1: tough because from a pre-workout standpoint, I do believe that they should be able to be stacked because you know what, like I only take a non sim pre, but some people like to do add a little stim. So it just depends um, on that. So yeah, just, I don't know if the answers your question, but like, yeah, I don't know. It's just a little bit, it just can, it's hard to, you know, formulate for the masses and then you have your own little like things that you like to do. Like, like you and I are probably more opt to, like, make our own stack, whereas, like, someone else just wants, like, a – just give me your pre-workout. Like, that's what I want, you know?
0: Yeah, agreed.
1: That's why I love our basics because I know you mentioned earlier the mushrooms. We have the pico, too, as a basic, and mm. uh, I put that with the reds because, number one, it helps the flavor. It's unflavored, obviously.
0: Yeah. And number
1: two, you know, you're getting the benefits from the mushrooms, um, and you should be taking that daily as well. So, uh, you know, it's, it's an education curve on that one, too, because we don't – we didn't put that in a pre-workout because we knew it would taste very – taste to be like very challenging to yeah. cover up so
0: yes um, earlier you mentioned that like most people when you first get into you know fitness your main concerns protein powder pre-workout and then as you do as you get further into your your years or just your time spent in training and learning about supplements you gravitate towards other venues where it could be joint health could be longevity supplements could be nootropics. Mm-hmm. Where do you find your natural uh, tendencies are going these days as far as interest in either formulating products or just kind of scouring through the research?
1: Yeah, I think two things. Um, One, I'm considering our athletes and what they want and look for. Um, So something like a liver. It may not be something I ever take, but um, I think a liver supplement would be huge for them. Um, And then for me, though, personally, like this is my own. Like if I could make two supplements tomorrow, which we actually, you know, hopefully are working on for next year, Mm -hmm. would be a gut product and then also a stress relief. I think stress is so big. And I think that if you're stressed out, I don't care if your goal is weight loss, you know, muscle building, strength, it doesn't matter. You're not going to be able to perform, um, you know, in, in your mindset and your your mental health, right? It was just World yeah. Mental Health Day yesterday. Um, and I think those, like, I remember trying for the first time, Glaxon's, what is it called? Serenity, I think. Is there like stress Serenity.
0: relief? I that love thing it.
1: hard. Okay, number one. Yeah. What, number two? And then I started to dive into the research behind these ingredients. And I was like, man, this is a space that like, why isn't more people making these products? Like number one, because they're so beneficial. Mm -hmm. And I think ashwagandha is one of the most underrated, not only health products, but actually performance products um, that you can take because cortisol management is so big and the way people are, you know, on their phones all the time and on social media and, and work and all this stuff. It's like, you're always just like bombarded with things. So I think stuff to help you kind of wind down. I'm not a big fan of like, I take some sleep supplements, but it's like, you know, even xylaria, I think is a really cool ingredient. Um, mm-hmm. from New Live Science that I want to hopefully add into a formula. So um, that's why I'm excited to go to Supply Side West and kind of learn more about what offerings there are. Um, yeah. and same with like things like curcumin, you know. So I'm, I've been mainly looking at like single ingredient things. Um, mm-hmm. They would be a part of a bigger formula. But what I like to do um, is test them out on their own rather than getting a product that has 10 different ingredients because then what do you know what's working? You Agreed. know, whereas if you take theanine on its own, okay, how do you feel And you take you know, whatever it is, you can kind of get an assessment of like, okay, is this really helping me or is this not really doing anything for me? And then also yeah. like, I'm really big on people trying things out. So I really try to get, you know, as many people as possible to to try something before we launch it because I want to know how different people feel on it. Um, yeah. So that's the big thing for me, but stress, gut, um, even like brain, I'm really into like non-stim nootropic things because mm-hmm. um, I'm not a big caffeine consumer. I do consume some caffeine, um, but I'm really big on just like nootropics and things like that. So something along those lines, I'm pretty big fans of products like that. So,
0: Perfect. Um, with the ashwagandha, do you have a preferred form? So like we've got within the past couple of years, so KSM has been kind of the, the one that's been around the longest. But then we had Sensoril mm-hmm. come out. We've got Shoden. There's Nuganda. That's out. There might be one other one that I'm forgetting. But those are kind of like the main four. Mm-hmm. that we see commonly used in, at least in our space do you have a favorite one or is it more situation scenario dependent?
1: so i haven't experimented the only one or the only two i haven't really experimented with is sensoril and uganda i haven't mm-hmm. really tried those um showed in though i'm a big fan if you're very stressed out because if you want something that hits really hard because i remember it was in serenity as well as arms race had it in one of their products as well um and that was something i would take like before bed um, because then that would really help me wind down. I think as a daily driver, if I know some people hate that term, I think i just ksm 66 is, is cool for me. I normally do 600 milligrams, um, per day. And that just helps with stress management. Mm-hmm. I do take it post-workout, whether I work out in the morning or at night, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, cause I do feel like it helps me really wind down. I don't know if it's placebo, but, um, I'm noticed significant benefit and it doesn't make me too tired. So if I am doing stuff later on in the day or if I'm, cause I remember taking Serenity, like I said, when I was working for Price Plow and. I just remember like not wanting to do anything. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm you're sure.
0: crashed. You are yes.
1: I like crashed hard. And I think um there's a ton of research on KSM sixty six in, in general, but I think they're all beneficial. It just depends on what like product it's, it's gonna be in and like when you when you take it. So right. Um, and obviously different dosing, right? Like cause shown so strong that you don't really need that much. So maybe it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: better if you want a smaller dose of something. Um, but yeah, something like that is I normally go with KSM.
0: Yeah, that's that's my typical one. Like, like you said, if it's daily activity stuff I'm doing, it's going to be KSM 66, somewhere between 300 and 600 milligrams. If it's a sleep formula um, or it's like a specifically designed stress, anxiety, relief support uh, product, I may verge into sensorial territory. But even then, I'll probably lean more into the KSM just because there's more research behind it. Mm -hmm. And. There's some other things that are going to, I can hit on different other pathways. So I could do some theanine. You could do the magnolia bark like Joey did in Serenity. You can put in, you know, some 5 HTP or some other like feel good, happy stuff in there to kind mm-hmm. of modulate or even some other adaptogens, Bacopa, Rodeola, GoToCola, any, any of that stuff. So
1: even Rhodiola. So, like, I haven't experimented with that too much, but I remember, you know, how there's like Rodeo Prime, which is like mm-hmm. a stronger form. Yeah. Man, I just, I didn't. I remember trying that and I just didn't really feel good on it, but I also am pretty sensitive to things. Cause yeah. like I'm obviously kind of a smaller human. So like, I don't really, I know some things hit people harder than others mm-hmm. and um, rodeo as a whole, I didn't really feel too great on, but I know it's like, got it has a lot of research behind it and a lot of health benefits. But for some reason I do really good on ashwagandha theanine um, and uh, even like a ZMA before bed or something simple like that. But like those things have been yeah. helping me a ton in terms of sleep quality and things like that. So um Yeah, I mean, also, I think another thing I've been kind of experimenting with is also, like, berberine. Um, Mm -hmm. Pretty simple, but, like, I think controlling your blood sugar responses, especially, you know, after meals and stuff like that, I think it's even more beneficial on a bulking phase when you're trying to really push calories um, to kind of stay a little bit more insulin sensitive. Because, obviously, I follow, like, Stan Efferding, and he's really big on, you know, controlling blood glucose and going for walks, things like that. And, obviously, that's beneficial. But I think even that ingredient, um, I've never had dihydroberberine. I heard it's pretty strong. Um, never had that, but I normally just get the normal like Berberine, but
0: yeah, that's what I do. Like you, you mentioned earlier, just going for the single ingredient stuff. It's almost like mm-hmm. I have a standing order of NutriCost off Amazon because they've got everything you could possibly want in individual capsules or bulk powders or whatever. And so I've got a bottle mm-hmm. of my, if you open my, our pantry, it's really just supplements and protein bars and protein powders. There's no actual food in there, um, but it's like there's a whole shelf of just cost basics in there. So I've got a berberine yeah. bottle, I've got KSM, I've got uh, I've got a bag of theanine, creatine monohydrate powder from that, all of the that stuff. Uh, but I mean that's that's the best thing. And I don't know, so I I kind of look at dihydroberberine uh, and GlucoVantage as more of if you're pressed for cap space. And you can't go with the regular berberine, because regular berberine, mm-hmm. you need it 600 milligrams a couple of times a day. Dihydroberberine, 100 to 200 milligrams. If you're really pressed for cap space, go to that. They, they're they both going to be effective. Just You just have to take a much smaller dose of one. And there's some things about berberine leading to GI upset with some people. I've never experienced it. I've given it I to Sandy did. and some other people. I, I don't know where this is coming from. Kind of like the whole
1: creatine HGL thing.
0: Yeah, fat or caffeine, yeah. paraxanthine, which that's the topic for another day. When that ingredient gets a little more popular, we can get into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in rhodiopron. I haven't tried it. We, we put it in the unbound pre-workout, but I never got to try it on its own. Um, I just wanted regular rhodiola. I like regular mm. rhodiola. I just, that's where most of the research on the ingredient is that naturally occurring ratio of, you know, yeah. three to two or three to one uh, rose to insta which is the same thing with KSM. Mm. I think that's why I like it more than the other ones. It retains yeah, those same, yeah, that same natural uh, ratio as you find it in the root in nature. It's not kind of artificially bulked up with uh, mm-hmm. higher with analyte content from the leaf material that, mm-hmm. um, you know, sensorial, and I am believing Shodan does the same thing too. Yeah, I so. think another
1: thing that's, that's super interesting is the nootropic space because like I prefer citicoline for actual focus. Like citicoline same. neurofactor to me, well, it's called the cognitive now. I don't know if you're aware of that. Yep. Uh, those two ingredients, like if I had that, like citicoline, neurofactor, tyrosine,
0: mm-hmm. like that's
1: one of the best like combinations I can get for it in terms of focus and like having it being a non-STEM. Yeah. Because um, the Alpha GPC, I don't know what it is. I never really feel it that much. It, and they say there's some performance benefits, but most of the time, I don't think you're getting enough from a pre-workout or really any you know, product. And the choline by Tartrate, like again, you have to have a pretty big dose of that. And I never really feel anything on it. So, like citicoline, all those expensive ingredients, it's one of my favorites in terms of just single ingredient things to yeah. take. Um, that's it's just really cool. And like things like you know, things that enhance your mood and, and stuff like that. Like I, I'm super interested in those things. I think your mental health, your your well-being is what's mm-hmm. gonna keep you consistent throughout this whole health and fitness journey if you're looking at it in the long term, right? You know what I mean? so, yeah, yeah.
0: But. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting you brought up the the alpha GPC versus. Uh, CDP choline thing because I was just talking with Joey uh, two weeks ago now, maybe it, about once a week. I'm, I'm sending him a message about something or other. Either I come across a study or I've got a question because when it comes to like ingredient pricing, sourcing, flavoring, mm-hmm. I that is a major limitation in my thing just because I don't have the experience with it. I need to mm-hmm. get more of that. So if I'm looking for a cost, like, hey, Joey, what's a back of the envelope, you know, rough estimate on this price per kilo on this ingredient or is this flavoring really going to jack up this product or whatever. He's always super helpful. So I don't know if he ever listens to this, but you know, Joey, you're awesome. Thank you for always being Mm -hmm. such a good quality human being. Um, But he was saying, you know, something like alpha GPC or even something like phosphatidylcholine, it's something that you kind of need to take the benefits extend more with like regular usage. It's not as an acute like spinning up of that. the neurons and all of that stuff. And which that just anecdotally, that's what I've always felt. I take mm-hmm. CDP choline. I feel it within, you know, 45 minutes at, mm-hmm. at most, if I've got food in here or whatever else in me. Uh, same thing with neurofactor. I've loved that back to the first time I tried that ingredient. It must've been four years ago now. Um, that, mm-hmm. Those two always hit. If you haven't tried brain factor seven yet, the I silk no. fibroin peptides from the, the little silkworms, that that's another great one too. At 200 milligrams that that's really, really solid.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I mean it's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense there for that, because there's so many ingredients that people throw in a pre-workout that's like, you really should be taking those daily to get any benefits like Pico too. I remember taking that consistently. Yeah. And after, I think it was like two to four weeks, mm-hmm. I felt like major improvements in the gym, but it wasn't like a, Hey, it hits me like right now, you know, yeah. it was like accumulation. And I mean, that's where I think people kind of shit on supplements a bit is because they're like, well, I didn't feel it. It's like, yeah, there's some things you just got to take, you know, I do you feel your fish oil working? No, but you'll get blood work done. Hopefully your levels are a little bit better, you know, or right. multi or whatever. It's like, um, it's hard to like, cause people just don't want to take things every single day unless it's a health thing. And, mm-hmm. um, that's why it's cool to like make different products that people don't like. If you do a reds pattern and you sneak in some performance supplements or performance ingredients, it's like, well, you're taking that daily anyways, like just, you know what I mean? Add that to your stack and, yep. um, you're good to go. But that side of things, like you said, the flavoring, I got the first experience with that by going to a couple manufacturers and that's an interesting process. I mean, they have to be, they're just kind of like naturally talented at it. You know, it's like yeah. first they kind of take all the ingredients right and then they make them neutral. So it doesn't taste like anything or at least as close no. to that as possible. And then you kind of flavor on top of that. Yeah. So it's like using different bitter blockers and things like that. And man, it's like just watching those people work and like do different flavors. It's really, it's really fun to see because it's like you want yourself to taste good. I don't care who you are or what form like obviously you and i will probably take anything even if it doesn't taste good but like most consumers want their stuff to taste pretty decent you know yeah
0: i mean it's it's a little running gag that i'll do is i'll just open up a bag of powder i'll bring it to santa and say here try this and i've gotten i've gotten this close to getting smacked so many times because i've made her try like grapeseed extract pine bark extract rhodiola raw rhodiola powder
1: i think Um, one of the worst i tried was uh what was it self six that tastes terrible
0: yeah, that yeah. tastes like
1: dry, like wine, but in the worst way. Like, mm-hmm. that's a capsule product for sure. That tastes so bad. And then, I I don't know what it is. You know, aminos are super popular in the space, but I hate the taste of aminos. Absolutely hate them. Oh, yeah. Like, I think certain ones taste decent, uh, but I never. I always do electrolytes during my training. I never mm-hmm. really take. I mean, aminos. Not that they're not helpful. Obviously, they are. Um, but I I eat plenty of protein. that I don't really need them. Um, and I just. I like electrolytes over anything else. I just hate that like amino like you don't want to talk about like that. Just like yeah, feels like you're producing urea or something. In <laughs> well, what um
0: what kind of flavor profile do you like most with your products? So it's you can get, get like a, the super sweet where you have like the blue raspberry that I hate that ingredient so that flavor so much I cannot explain how much rainbow candy lemon lime. Do you like more refreshing stuff tropical stuff the the sweeter side of the spectrum dragon fruit stuff.
1: Yeah, so we actually have a flavor coming out soon. That's probably my favorite flavor ever um, we've ever done. And once I tell you what I prefer, you'll probably get a hint of what it is. Mm-hmm. I like citrus anything. So whether it's mango, orange, lemon, um, things that are more refreshing. Like, I don't really like super sweet stuff. I also don't, although there's evidence, you know, there's, I do take sucralose. I do prefer more natural things like natural flavors, natural colors, natural sweeteners. If it fits it, like certain things, you just cannot flavor with natural sweeteners, like a, a amino, for example, like that is so hard to do. Um, but, uh, at the end of the day, I do prefer citrusy things and more refreshing things versus like very strong, like our ices are a little bit stronger, but it's because we're trying to make it taste like icy. I'm not, and I don't yeah. drink those every day. You know what I mean? Cause it's just, yeah. I'm just not into that flavor. Um, uh, but I know we did like last year, we launched our sour series, um, which was like kiwi lime and blue lemonade, which I know you don't like blue razz, but that one was actually awesome mm-hmm. just cause it was sour. And then you had like that lemonade. It just kind of added different elements.
0: Yeah blend um, it with something like primeval used to uh, they still do it's a flavor called smash berry and it's, yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. it's like a blue ras lemon kind of vibe mm-hmm. to it and so i can tolerate that but if it's like traditional Cellucor, like blue raspberry kind of flavor or whatever you know bsn I,
1: yeah I, You. Could i do agree because drink. like i know you talk about it quite a bit like my my least favorite no matter what it is no matter what brand i hate cherry i hate grape unless it's a specific grape it has to be like like i think it'd be cool to do a green grape because no one ever does that flavor yeah um i hate like normal like grape and then cherry or like my two probably like i don't want to try those kind of thing yeah um there are some cherry limes out there and things like that that are good but like it just brings me back to my childhood and just tastes like medicine and i'm just like not into it you know i'm just like yeah you know it's just not yeah i mean it's got to be specific and uh yeah those are my favorite ones like anything like pineapple mango you know like orange um just like anything citrusy, really. Yeah, You of. might want to
0: try the, I just bought a tub of this off Amazon about two weeks ago. Thus, uh, it's Ghost Gamer, and it's their Sonic Ocean Water flavor. I've never had a mm. regular Sonic Ocean Water, so I have no idea what it tasted like going into it. Um, mm-hmm. But that is really good. That's nice, refreshing, citrusy, like lemon-lime almost kind of thing. It's, it's mm-hmm. really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm into, which is what, I mean, even Seth likes a lot of those flavors too. So it's going to mm-hmm. be like what we gravitate towards um a little bit more but like yeah it depends on the product too but i'm not like certain products i'm not picky with because i'm like hey i'm gonna slam them and it doesn't really matter but like i do want our proteins to taste really good i do want right. you know certain products to be really good but
0: we well, all have a uh electrolyte only because those are starting to become a little bit more popular in our space just a pure electrolyte formula coming out
1: oh we already have one electrolytes plus Did I miss that? that was oh, another sorry. one that released this year
0: I was going through the intro workout and I didn't see it. I did not. know. Oh, maybe it's a. It, uh,
1: it is sold out right now, I think.
0: Okay, that might be.
1: It's called Electrolyte Plus. I'm sure like Natural Body Inc. has it or whatever. But okay. um, we are doing, hopefully, um, stick packs in the future. So, like single, you know, stick packs you can travel with. But we do have that one in lemon, lime, and strawberry kiwi. It's naturally sweetened and flavored. Very light on the flavor profile. So, if you ever do try it out and you're like, you know, you mix it with a ton of water, you probably won't really even taste it. Um, yeah. If you really want to like get a good flavor, it's probably 10 to 12 ounces of water, which isn't a ton, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like, uh, you know, full comprehensive, high, you know, hydration panel there. And then you got some yeah. benefits or added things like taurine, coconut water, um, you know, ionic trace minerals, which is really cool. Cause most of the time you don't get those from your diet at all. Correct. Um, so yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward, but like something that, you know, we wanted to do because obviously Bob does uh, Ironmans. We have some people that, you know, run. Things like that, and I, was, I think hydration is big for anybody. I don't really care what you what you do. I think this is something I actually drink every morning. So I don't take caffeine right when I wake up. I do this, and then I mm-hmm. do caffeine probably. I'd say like three to, three hours after waking up because then it hits me a little harder. Right. Um,
0: but- well, you know, you know, also to your credit, you've got decent dosages of the electrolytes, and they're in their bioavailable forms. So often mm-hmm. we see like. 25 milligrams of magnesium, hundred milligrams of, of sodium, you know, 40 milligrams of potassium or something like that. It's, you know, you've got quality and better dosages than what most of the electrolyte products on the market have. I
1: know there's obviously there's some big ones out there. You've probably seen like LMNT and uh, even Mm -hmm. relight from Redmond's real salt. Like they have like nearly a gram of salt and like, okay, certain athletes. Yes. They need a gram of salt. Most people don't. I think this is more of a like, Middle of the line, like more mainstream electrolyte, but it's still decently mm-hmm. dosed. Like you see some electrolytes out there and they have 100 milligrams of salt, nothing else. Like it's like a nutrition, pa- it's a nutrition panel because there's nothing in there. Right. Um, and they just, it's kind of flavoring, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so this is something that we just wanted to, like, we got a gram of coconut water in there, which I love coconut water. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's just, it smooths it out, makes it taste better. Um, I just like it. And then obviously the pink Himalayan salt for the sodium, like if you did two scoops of this. It's not overwhelming on the flavor, but you're still getting 400 mgs of sodium plus, you know, some other things. So it's like, you know, something that you can dose according to your what you want. But it's like nothing crazy, you know?
0: Yeah. Are you almost starting to see a bigger uh, demand or ask by the consumers for the stick packs? Because I've seen some other companies start to do stick packs of either creatine, electrolytes and other hydration stuff. Is that something do you think that's going to be another big trend in our space coming up?
1: I do think convenience is king, especially when you think about supplements, um, and just the lifestyle, right? Like if something's more convenient for you, you're going to be more apt to do it, whether it's, Hey, my gym's five minutes down the road, or I got pre prep meals, but convenience comes with a cost, right? It's always more expensive. Um, but I think like for certain products, like reds, greens, electrolytes doing stick packs will be really cool because it's going to get consumers to maybe be, you know, it's just going to be easier on them, whether they're taking it every day or just traveling and they want to bring stuff like this. Like We've done sample packs in the past, but we have not really sold them. Those are normally like freebies mm-hmm. um, for pre workouts and greens and stuff like that. But like to actually do the stick packs with the box and all that stuff, like that's something that we're we're looking into doing for sure. Um, I do think that's especially popular with Lights. I mean, you see that everywhere um, yeah. with the, like the liquid IV stuff. Um, LMNT, I think has some. Like some of those brands mm-hmm. only have that, and they don't have any tubs, which I'm not a big fan of because like hey, if you don't mind carrying a tub you want to save some money like at least have the option um but yeah I think convenience is king in the industry and I think people are willing to pay for it um so for sure
0: do you have any idea what uh, the cost indifference the markup cost to do the stick packs in a 30 serve versus a tub of electrolytes would be or any other product is there like a pretty standard it's going to cost you you know one and a half times what it normally would cost you to do it because of the extra packaging and and steps in the manufacturing has got to go through.
1: Obviously it's more expensive. I couldn't tell you like exact number. I haven't like, I haven't looked at it that closely, but I know Mm -hmm. for sure that like, it's all about ordering quantities because you have Mm -hmm. to order a decent amount to get a good price. You know what I mean? So if you're at like a smaller level, it's going to be a lot more challenging to do stick packs. If that makes sense, because the order quantity like has to be, it's like even doing samples. Like a a lot of people ask us like, why don't you have protein samples? It's like, I mean, we could, but number one, protein, terrible margins on that anyways. But like, yeah, it's so much more money to do the sample. So it's like, I'd rather be in an event and just mix it up and give it to you or just give you a tub of it, I guess. Because at that point, you know, like some brands do this, they send a tub to a retail store and they're like, hey, just sample it out. And don't, you know what I mean? But it is a little bit more expensive, but I don't think it's like, it's not, at least for where we're at, it's not like unfeasible Mm -hmm. to do it. And it does take some more time and like a learning curve to learn. I don't do this part of things because I'm not a designer, but to design the packaging and the boxes and, and all that stuff. Like it's just another yeah. step to the process of like making that happen. So. Excellent. Okay.
0: Going forward, we're in October of 2022 for this recording. If anybody's listening mm-hmm. to this months down the line on replay, can you give us a teaser for what's coming up either by the end of this year or first quarter of next year, Maybe.
1: I mean, we have a lot, and I, I don't want to say this to brag, and I and I can't really say exactly what we have coming, but um, for Black Friday, it's going to be, I'd say, arguably the biggest release we've ever had um, in, in probably the history of the company. Um, new
0: product, re- old product? or Yeah, not well, there's
1: new products, there's the new product. flavors, there's new, uh, we're rebranding some stuff. Um, mm-hmm. And what we're really trying to do um, for next year is to get ahead. Uh, we haven't really been in a nice, like, like, you know, we're ahead and most for the most part, but like now we're trying to figure out like, how can we be like more planned out of like, Hey, this month we're doing limited edition flavor. Next month we're doing a product, like mapping out 2023 to be a little more like smoother of like, we know exactly what we're doing when, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And obviously there'll be some, you know, road bumps in the, in the, in the journey to get there. But it's like, we really want to be a little bit more ahead on those things and planned out. So right now what we're doing, like Black Friday's kind of done, like everything's set for that release. And then we have our transformation challenge that kicks off in January. So we want to do some specific products for that. Yeah. Um, which you could probably tell if it's like a weight loss thing, kind of what we're looking at. Right. Right. Um, and then also just some new like fun stuff that we, you know, new accessories, you know, products, things like that and flavors. But, and like I said, I think health would be another big focus for us for 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but the end of the end of this year, I'm super excited about just because of the new flavors we have coming and the new product that we have coming that, i i'm excited for you to see because i don't know i like i want to be able to try it out but i think it's <laughs> a little bit intense for some people so
0: i mean if you ever need a guinea pig just feel free to go kick it down yeah, dude, uh, I,
1: I would not mind sending you some samples and getting feedback because that's i'm always open to it um yeah, because... was up for
0: being a guinea pig that was my uh going back to when i first started with with supplement stuff i would get all these sketchy little baggies of powder and yeah. sandy would look at me she said do you sure you know what you're doing i said you know, nine one one. you know, the number four, just give me, but it, it's fun. Like you've, you've got this little thing of what is it? What am I signing on for? Especially like with pre-workouts. Cause this is still when you had a little bit of DMAA and some mm-hmm. DMHA floating around and some people mm-hmm. might sprinkle some amp in there that under like Juniper Berry or some other, you know, your name or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's, it's still fun to get those random sample baggies or, you know, Chris at uh, inspired Nutra ever hits you up and says, Hey man, you got something inbound. Just
1: especially from him. I'm sure oh yeah. He's
0: always there. got some good shit. He's <laughs> I love Chris. He always makes me so happy whenever I get a chance to talk to him.
1: I think another big thing too, um, which you haven't, I don't know if you've noticed, but on our labels, we're starting to do like a lot of raised textures Mm -hmm. and patterns, a little bit more premium of a feel on these. Yeah, Red's was the first one. And then um, after that, moving forward, like we just launched Plant Fed, has the kind of same, like similar, like premium. Like I know I can't do it. There we go. Um, So a little bit of like doing a little bit higher quality labels or just different textures and patterns. Not that our labels are always like, they look awesome but I think yeah. just having a better user experience with like being a little bit different um, on that side. But like, yeah, I think we have nine SKUs launching for Black Friday alone. Wow. Um, which is going to be really cool. Like I said, you yeah. wait to see what you think because like I said, I can't say anything. And even before then we have another big launch um, coming up this month. We have a launch beginning of November. It's going to be big. Mm-hmm. And then December, we kind of just have a new flavor that's coming back, which I'm excited for, but um yeah they're just a bunch stacked up at the end of the year it's like we had to figure a lot of things out at the beginning but then now we're kind of just rolling because we got all the stuff lined up so it's really exciting for us um and i think this black friday will blow black friday last year out of the water just because of like the new two new products and then i think the rest are all new flavors but just big things i guess
0: outstanding i can't uh, I say I oh no no like... that's fine are y'all anticipating a pretty good haul for black friday because i know there have been some reports based on the way the economy's been and all of that that some of the major retailers so amazon walmart they're backing mm-hmm. up when they're starting their black friday sales because they're assuming that the holiday season shopping is not going to be as prosperous as it typically is from the supplements and i haven't really talked to many other brands about this so far um what's i guess kind of the forecast for y'all the outlook as far as consumer spending going into the trust- last part of well, the
1: year so september is normally pretty slow for us um mm-hmm. just because of obviously gearing up for that and you know we've been kind of this like i don't know what i i think like things have been going pretty well because we're out of stock on a lot of things and mm-hmm. this is like people continue to buy Like our consumers are super loyal yeah. and they don't they aren't that like one-time buyer pre-workout person you know um and at the same time we're growing as a brand and the problem is we have not the problem but the the I guess what gets a little confusing. We have AR plus action, and such and they always have both. They both always have huge Black Friday releases, right? Mm-hmm. So that's always a balancing act of like the employees of like how, who's helping out where and all that stuff. But I think because of the limited edition, this is what I can say probably the limited edition things that are going to be launching for Black Friday. Mm-hmm. That's going to what is going to spike sales because people are going to want to buy it because it's not going to come back. It might come back, but it's like a, it's never guaranteed. So I think because of right. that, that's what's going to probably push it the more more. Like if we mm-hmm. just launched, a new flavor that wasn't limited. It was just kind of like out there. Like, I don't know if it'd be as big, but I think because of what we're doing, it's yeah. going to be huge. And um, it's kind of funny. Like you'll see, we're launching like two very different products the same day. And it's like only us, like, I feel like we're the one brand that could probably pull that off to <laughs> so do something like on the total ends of the spectrum, like one super mainstream, one super like hardcore,
0: Yeah. like
1: only a few, you know what I mean? So it's just, it's interesting. So
0: cool. But it'll be fun. All right.
1: And the marketing for it. I don't know if you were watching like, our marketing videos. But it's always a lot of fun just to see what we come up with because it's like, you know, it's always funny or like, you know, yeah. stupid educational. It was just like a mix of a bunch of different things for so like. I'm not I'm super
0: for- tuned into them though. though and this has gone back a couple of years, but when Seth released the, or y'all released it, and Seth was in the video for the homemade, yeah. uh, the mass gainer stuff, I thought that was freaking hysterical. Um, mm-hmm. so, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's got some great showmanship, like, like most bodybuilders kind of like mm-hmm. it, the main, the mainstream big name bodybuilders, they know how to present things and kind of ham it up like a showman would. Um, so if it's anything along that vein, I'll have to uh, either can you send me the clip or if it's on uh, the YouTube channel or something, I'll check it out there and see it.
1: Yeah, no, it'll be both those videos. Cause we have two different products, like I said. Um, and I think both of them will have their own kind of like unique marketing to them because mm-hmm. It's crazy we're launching them both at the same time, but it's like they're so they're just gonna be so big for us because you could launch one of them, they'd be big, but it's like the fact that we're doing both at once is gonna be a balancing act to see like what's you know what I mean, heavy marketing, but it'll be fun and it's always a you know brainstorming session on like how we're gonna pitch these things. But it's like our community's great, they're always, you know, funny. So they always think of different things. But no, it's gonna be fun. Like I said, I don't wanna be like overhype anything. I just think it's really cool that what we're gonna be releasing, and I think people are gonna I don't think they're expecting it I would mm-hmm. say yeah. but
0: well then we will eagerly look forward to it I'm excited mm-hmm. to see what y'all have especially with uh, you at the helm now for the uh, the product formulations and everything
1: yeah like I said I'm super grateful because this is like this is always what I've wanted to do mm-hmm. um, obviously there's limitations right there's you know, supply chain pricing things like right. that like you like I could go out and create the most expensive pre workout on the market but can I like no it's yeah. just yeah the business element is something that I need to learn a little bit more about. Um, cause at the end of the day, you gotta be profitable. You sure. have to make money regardless of anybody says anything. It's like, you know, like when I found fitness format, he went to Armada and did like this, um, you know, $80 pre-workout and it's like, uh, you know, that's, I, he just did it for fun, but it's yeah. like, it just goes to show you that like, yes, these things add up. And especially with the way the market is right now, you just yeah. cannot, you have to work within the limitations and do the best you can. So
0: agreed. But uh, in wrapping things up, give us a little bit of an insight into your daily supplement regimen. I'm sure some things kind of come get cycled in and out, depending on time mm. of year or whatever. But it's kind of like, you know, a typical day in the life.
1: I think right now. So in terms of caffeine, I don't really take it. I do cold brew in the morning. So that's mm-hmm. not really a supplement, um, but that's my caffeine for the day. I don't really do like, pre, like a pre-workout or anything. Yeah. Um, I always take reds. It's normally post-workout. Um, For pre-workout, I normally do hydraulic just because I do like, I've always preferred a pump product plus like nootropics because I don't just want pump. It never really works for me. Um, And then I always take electrolytes first thing in the morning. And then throughout the day with my meals, I like pretty regimented. So like I'll do like most people wouldn't do this, but like a multi-capsule with like every meal. So it kind of spacing it out because I'm I'm like a, at least for me, a believer in like split dosing things. So like Mm -hmm. taking things at different times a day. Um, so I do that. I also do berberine right now because I'm eating quite a lot of carbs. So I do those with every meal. Cause I, it's not like I have a meal where I have low carbs. Like I'm, I'm probably at least 75 grams of carbs per meal, which is pretty, pretty decent amount. Right. Yeah. And so I do that with every meal. I only have four meals a day, but that's what I do. And then I take fish oil at least once or twice a day. I don't think you can overdose on it per se. Um, so I try to do it at least one to two times a day. And then I take, like I said, reds. And then electrolytes, I always drink at least one or two servings. And then protein powder, I kind of just use that as a whenever I need protein. So, Mm -hmm. like, if I, like, if it's post-workout, it's post-workout. But if it's, like, in the morning and I just want to do a smoothie, so it's not like I have a set time. I'm Mm -hmm. not, like, I put the weight down, I go slam my post-workout shake, you know. (laughs) Um, I do use demo day sometimes. um, But with how much carbs I eat, I don't like think it's like if I work out early in the morning though, I will do like a carb powder or something like that. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of fasted training. Yeah. Um, I used to actually do it a lot in college. And I just think you're kind of uh, spinning your wheels um, mm-hmm. because you're just not giving your body the fuel it needs yeah. to perform. So I think like, like when I talked to this is kind of going on a tangent, but when I talk to people about like their weight loss, they're like so scared of carbs. I'm like, Hey, like, especially during our transformation challenge. I'm like, if you're going to ever consume carbs, like do it around your training. I don't care if you use a carb powder or not. But, like, that's when you're most insulin sensitive. So, it's like, yeah. that's when you're going to your uptake, utilize the carbs the most, and you need them. So, it's like, that's when you should take it. Um, other than that, though, I take creatine five grams a day. Um, sometimes I do the single ingredient things, like we have betaine, Pico2 mm-hmm. that I'll take daily. So, but it's nothing crazy. Like, I'm not, even though I formulate really a lot of supplements, I don't like take a ton. Um, yeah. But it just depends on, like I said, the sleep stack I'm experimenting with right now is the theanine, DMA, and ashwagandha um yeah that's a pretty solid I do do want to do a stress support supplement for sure I think that's something that's gonna be really big for most people I think anyone would agree with that because like everyone's stressed out
0: yeah Um, I mean obviously in light of the past two years and who knows where things are going in the next two years so
1: (laughs) yeah I'm also not a big fan of like relying too heavily on medications right um you know just because that kind of puts you down a wormhole and the side effects are normally not very fun with most of like, yeah, obviously they're needed from some people, but it's like, if you can do stuff naturally, um, I feel like that's the best bet. I feel like some people are too quick to go on certain things and you're just like, there's some natural stuff. Like, like, like during that time when everyone's like, Oh, vitamin D is great for your immune system. As soon as you say that everyone's like, you know, all of a sudden your company shut down because you said vitamin C or, or NAC or whatever. It's like, come on, like yeah. these things actually work. It's not like, um, you know, I don't know. I just that we could talk about that probably for a while, but I'm. Just like, you know what? <laughs> you yeah, that would
0: be a whole other to... thing. It get the podcast demonetized like that off the YouTube, I probably.
1: <laughs> I do take vitamin D every day. Whether it's yeah. C or not, I do take that every day. Uh, yep,
0: I do that. I do an acetylcysteine every day because yeah. I do like my bourbon and uh, all the other stuff. So, I do, speaking yeah, like, of which, Seth is a huge whiskey guy. Are you? Have they kind of sw- swoon you, or have they swayed you oh, over you to enjoying the thing? So-
1: they have this big whiskey wall, right, in the podcast yeah. room. And, man, like, I'm sure there's some pre- – like, you'd probably, like, you know, love tasting them and trying them and all this stuff. But I just I, – number one, I don't drink alcohol at all. Mm-hmm. So I'm not used to what those taste like. And yeah. uh, one of these days, I think Shane, Shane is our, like um, – he's, like, the operations VP is pretty high up there. But he's like, hey, yeah. you got to take a shot of whatever. I'm like, I'm not taking a shot. Like, no. <laughs> and then I, he convinced me to take, like, a sip or something. And yeah. Mike, Mike goes over there, and I think he's just kind of trolled me. He pours Stag, whatever. The, oh, it oh was that's brutal. high
0: octane stuff. But it's so and good. I drank
1: it, and I felt like I drank gasoline. And I'm yeah. like, I didn't throw up or anything. And I was like, I just was like, I remember thinking, like, you guys like this? Like, this is this is like something that you guys enjoy. Like, they don't normally do that. They normally do. Uh, what's their go tos? I don't even know. Uh, they have so many that they do. But like whenever we go traveling or whatever, it's always Jack and Diets, Old Fashions. And like, that's what they always do. It's just, it's funny. And they'll get, you know, they like steakhouses. They like all that stuff. So when they go out, they go out. That's for sure. But I'm not yeah, into they, it.
0: He just walked up and poured you st- like, so for the listeners, that don't know what stag and stag junior are. That's an offshoot I really of stag
1: is. the
0: Buffalo trace family. So Buffalo traces is this very popular, very widely, you know, reputed distillery, uh, a lot of their stuff has been allocated, as of like, because it's gotten such high praise, and it, Joe Rogan has started hyping that as one of the sponsors on his podcast. It's impossible to find even like regular, on the shelf, like their flat, like their normal, everyday, daily driver bourbon of uh, Buffalo Trace, because they also really? do Blantons, the the little grenade looking bottle with the horse on top oh, of it. Oh,
1: well, they're they're big the, um, on Blantons. Yeah, yeah, they're big on Blantons
0: stag is part of their the b tax or so the buffalo trace antique collection they're they're once or twice a year allotted things that they release in very limited quantities um and they they, they don't cut that so it's the unfiltered uh barrel cask strength so it's somewhere between like 120 and 128 proof which it's lighter <laughs> fluid if you're not used to drinking higher stuff it, or was, lighter fluid. it, over it
1: was for sure yeah. that's exactly how it, ever since then i was like yeah. i don't trust you guys i'm not trying anything <laughs> And it's funny cause I try to get them to do like supplement tasting and sometimes they're like, no, no. I'm like, you've tried, come on. Like you drink this stuff. Like you'll be fine. But it's just, yeah. it's funny what you get used to. Like, you know, I could drink some pretty terrible tasting things and be fine. But it's like, that was just another, I just don't drink it all. So that was funny.
0: But yeah. Uh, tell me to give you some, to give you some uh, Weller. It's a weeded bourbon in the same Buffalo Trace family, but it's sweeter cause it doesn't have a rye component. It's got wheat in it mm-hmm. instead. Um, that'll be sweeter. And that's, you know, a little bit easier to, to get used to than, uh, the the stag or stag junior. Funny story
1: is too, like, um, Nutribile, you know, how Mark is really into like tequila and stuff like that. Yeah. He sent them, uh, like a big tequila thing too, mm-hmm. like all these different premium. And I'm like, I've just never had that.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not big into tequila. I can do it. If like, give me a margarita or something or a Mexican martini, I'll do it. I can't just sip tequila by itself. Bourbon I can. Uh, but I can't do it. I
1: can't do I if That's what Mark does. Yeah, he probably does. I've tried some drinks that I enjoy. It's mm-hmm. just like I just never really got really big in alcohol in general, so I'm just not yeah. very like versed on it. And like especially with the bourbons and stuff like that. Like you guys, I probably learned more from you and Justin than I learned from <laughs> any other. You know what I mean? Like at one point I knew all the names and I was like, oh okay, i kind of know, but never yeah. tried No,
0: That but. was just we, I went down a rabbit hole starting in probably 2018 or 2019, and then they had a lot of free time in 2020. So started it's trying expensive out.
1: Lobby, though. I mean, some it, of those places we go into, like whenever we're traveling, that's another thing. They like to go to like different stores and see what they have. And mm-hmm. you have anything unique. Cause like, like you said, in certain areas, it's easier to get some things, than others. And, yeah. you know, but it's, it's something I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing in here. And I don't know like what you guys are looking at, but like, here I am. Some of the bowels are really cool. Say that. Yeah. But. So the,
0: the designs look great. And if, if there's a once, in a lifetime kind of event or a once a year event, I can see getting a special bottle of bourbon and spending 80 or $200 because you're sharing it with a bunch of people, you're making memories with it. But for something I'm going to keep around here at the house or if like just normal stuff. If we're having a hosting like a yeah. faculty or something, I'm going to go for like a, the bottle that's 20 to 40 or $50. I don't even like to spend over $50 on a bottle for myself. I feel weird doing that. Just, mm-hmm. There's so much great stuff on the, the lower end that I don't see the need to to go and spend. No, if that's your thing, if that's your only vice in life, sure. But
1: yeah. No, I think that's with a lot of things too. There's a, there's always like those high end things, but it's like it's like when you go to a fancy restaurant and you're like, okay, the food is all right, but I could go to this one joint that's way cheaper and it's actually bet at least like, in my opinion better. You know what I mean? So it just yeah. depends. But yeah, that's Agreed. funny. Yeah. That's
0: um last thing. You mentioned that you kind of listen to a lot of Stan Efforting stuff. And mm-hmm. he's for the listeners that aren't sure about that, he's a big proponent of the vertical diet. Are you following that specifically or just, you just kind of take a few, just some of his basic practices and apply that to your. Yeah, I do.
1: I do follow a lot of what he, like the white rice thing, the, the beef, like, um, like, you know, certain things I do try to like, I haven't done strict vertical diet. I don't really believe in like, but if I had to like, say what diet does my, what is like, which popular mainstream diet does mine resemble the most? It would be the vertical diet. Like I've never gone keto or really any of those things. I think his is the best approach because it's more of like, a health-based plus performance-based approach. And if you actually yeah. listen to him, he's not like, like, I, don't, I just don't see why you wouldn't like want to try it just because like the way he preaches certain things. And and mm-hmm. he takes examples from the bodybuilding industry and says like, you know, this, this, and this happens because they cut out this, this, and this. It's like, it makes complete sense. It's like,
0: yeah.
1: you know, I just think following that kind of thing, but I do, you know, I do protein powder. I do chicken, which he doesn't really like, you know, he's more like steak rice guy, but I do, like I said, I don't like strictly follow it. Yeah. Um, but I do a lot of the things that he talks about, like the 10 minute walks, I think are awesome.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, especially just for clearing your head, you know, for improving digestion things like that, I think are huge. Yeah. Um, do you so, avoid
0: certain vegetables or anything? Cause I know he's not super yeah. keen on broccoli and some of those are like the really, I do. Ones. I normally
1: just do spinach, uh, peppers and then like carrots. So like mm-hmm. on that side of things, I definitely follow that a lot. Um, yeah, there's just certain things, but I, like I said, I still take protein powder and stuff like that. Like, I know he's not really big on that, but yeah. I don't think uh, it's something I probably can never give up. I don't know. I just like the taste of it. So I'm just like
0: convenience. And then, yeah, do you have a favorite flavor of protein powder?
1: So I honestly, this is hilarious. I always love to try new things, but I always go back to chocolate vanilla every single time. Like it's as long as it's a really good chocolate and really good vanilla. I'll go back to that. But if it's like if they they just can't nail either one, I'm just like, you know what I mean? Like I am picky about those two. But like whenever I do like a cookies and cream or like a. I don't know, just like cinnamon or like, I just get so sick of them. I'm like, I just, and here's the thing, like chocolate, vanilla, you can always customize it to taste like whatever you want. So if you want a smoothie and it's going to be berries, you know, add vanilla. If you want like chocolate peanut butter, add peanut flour. Like those are the most customizable things that you can do. And I'm not super picky on it, but I just, I like chocolate. And I've tried so many chocolate peanut butter proteins. I'm like, none of these taste as good as you putting some peanut butter with some chocolate. You know what I mean? Right. So I do prefer more like a darker chocolate, so. Uh on the chocolate spectrum. And then vanilla, I really like vanilla bean or vanilla ice cream kind of one. I hate vanilla cake,
0: mm-hmm. vanilla
1: ice cream, because it just they taste too sweet to me. Like they're just yep. kind of weird, you know, like vanilla icing or whatever. Um and I just or like a French vanilla is always pretty good. So like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's funny. I've tried so many proteins in my like, even though I'm pretty young and probably not nearly as versatile in proteins as you are, but like I just remember trying so many and I'm like, man, I do I don't like Inclusions in my protein, unless it's like cookies and cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan on, like, I don't know, having a 40 gram scoop and you only get 20 grams of protein. Like, I'm <laughs> not a big fan of fillers and all that stuff, you know? Like, yeah. I want it to taste good, but I don't need it to be like an ice cream milkshake. You know what I mean? In terms Agreed. of macros and ingredients. And people yeah. put, like, I've gone to events where, like, you know, they're sampling protein and they'll, like, mix it with, like, heavy cream or, like, whole milk. I'm like, of course it's going to taste good. You're making it with, like, you're making a milkshake for them, you know? Right. Uh, but true. it's, you know, I, I just always go back to chocolate vanilla. And I think almost every brand on the market, that's their best selling pro- flavors. I don't think yeah. there's really... I mean, ours, our strawberry dipping Dots is our mm-hmm. best... It's one of our best sellers, I'd say, because people just love that flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just not a big fruity protein fan. Yeah. Like, fruity cereal proteins I despise. Like, like, it, like, you don't like Blue Raz. I hate fruity yeah. cereal proteins. I just... I don't know. I can I can admit they taste like them, but like that's never like it's so not versatile. What are you gonna use that for? Like all you do is make a shake. Like I don't I don't know what right. you're gonna use for, but like because i only use like baking okay. and mixing with oats and stuff. So yeah, I just think that's, that's the weird. only time I
0: use those weird flavors. Any kind of berry flavored or fruit flavored protein. It's only if I'm making like a yogurt concoction mm-hmm. or Greek yogurt. That some frozen berries and whatever else I'm throwing in there. Some yeah, like I would have to say if I was
1: gonna use like a a like a fruity, I would just use strawberry. Because I I do like strawberry milk, like Nesquik strawberry milk. Mm -hmm. Um, I do really like that. So as long as it tastes like on point, but I'm just not a big fan of like strawberry cheesecake or like this. And also, it's just whenever you get those flavors and you see the packaging and the flavor name, you're like, oh, it's going to be awesome. And then you try and you're like, that doesn't taste anything like what it says. And then you get disappointed. So, you know, it is what it is. But flavors are, you know, just flavors, but you can call them whatever they want. But
0: Awesome, Heather. I'm very glad we got to do this. Thank you for joining today. Uh, I've
1: been listening to you for as long as I got into supplements. I believe, I don't even know how I found your podcast. I really honestly, it's funny how you try to trace back to like when you started watching someone or following. I'm like, yeah, I don't even remember, but like I just found it on uh, Apple iTunes and I've always been big into podcasts. I always love listening to them more than like the radio or music. Um, So then I just, you and Justin and then we're still good friends with Justin. Obviously I talked to him, you know, here and there. I think he's doing pretty well, but, um, you know yeah i'm gonna see awesome. him
0: in a little less than two weeks up at a uh, jersey for the apollon seminar so it'll be good oh, nice. we're gonna go and see if we can drink a bar out of bourbon again like we did last time we
1: were there. i heard about the story <laughs> that's for sure yeah he's fun um, because he just yeah he's such a practical guy but he knows a ton and he's able to like you know just tell people how it is in layman's terms and you know what i mean it's like you always have those two sides like i could be super nerdy and and talk over people's heads but it's like do i really need to do that like Right. Nah. Just get a tax. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, it was just really fun. Like I said, I appreciate you having me on the show and doing all this because I know you've talked to Jay Cutler and you talked to all these big people. And it's like it is fun too to connect with those people because those people have watched. And I'm like, I would never be able to, you know what I mean? Like Missy Truscott, like I just met her, and I'm like, yeah, she's like Miss Olympia, you know what I mean? Or right? Or Jay, like I have, you know, Jay, like I talked to him quite a bit, and it's just kind of cool. It's
0: weird because crazy. I like like you said like I still feel like I'm this this little nobody in the industry and you get these mm-hmm. na- like four time Mr Olympia on the show and you realize holy shit this is really cool mm-hmm. you know like a respected research like Lane Norton or Hector Lopez or any of these guys it's it's just really cool that something like a podcast something as innocuous as that and they they've got these who people that would be like massive figures in our industry and they just say yeah and they're super down to earth very Yeah far- they to- are the-
1: most of them, most of them are really down to earth, and it's like you realize that's just how all like how much of a small industry it is, and like how tight. Enti- because you go to all these events. If you go to Olympia, if you go to the Arnold, you start to see the same people, and you kind of get like a, you know, you kind of start knowing everybody. And then, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just I don't really view companies as competition. I just view them as, you know, what I mean. We're all trying to like you know do our best in the space, and you know people always get a little butthurt or whatever.
0: I just yeah. don't really, I
1: don't really get into the industry drama. Like I just don't really you know, what's the point of that? We're not really trying to like beat you or be better than yours. Plus I think we all cater to different consumers. I mean, we're a big blue collar, blue collar industry. Our consumers are blue collar and it's like, we're not going after the, you know, I don't know, certain demographic that maybe ghost is targeting, you know, or like whatever it is. It's like, you know, we're all different and that's what makes it fun. Right.
0: Exactly. Uh, anything you want to plug before, uh, we put a um, bow in the back and send that out. You do want to
1: follow me on Instagram. I know you aren't on social media, but um, Instagram's Instagram's H underscore jocks. I do some videos on there. I'm not the best at like, I'm pretty monotone. So my videos are kind of boring, but like I try to explain and answer questions and all that stuff. But no um, if you ever need any questions, you know, you can always email me. It's H jocks at ax and sledge. Um, like I said, DM me on Instagram. I try to help it in any way. Can sometimes I do Q and A's on the Instagram, the ax page. Um, so you'll see me on there and stuff, but yeah, I'm pretty easy to find um you know it's funny like we talked about the events like some people come up to me they're like oh i know you you're from i'm like what like (laughs) kind of weird to me because i'm like i'm just not really in the spotlight so like i don't have a huge following or anything but it's just funny that people come across to you from different pages so but yeah i'm always willing to help if anyone has questions i if i don't know the answer you know i'll find out you know it's always learning for me too so
0: outstanding i'll include links to all of those locations in the show notes be,
1: be be on the lookout for black friday for sure it's gonna be big for sure
0: Cool. All right, Heather. Thank you so much and uh, have a wonderful day.
1: All right. See ya.